Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The 11 to 1 Show. To my face and eyes. Today, yes, Starship, we built this city. Sinead Brazel here with you. How are we getting on this Tuesday morning? WhatsApp and text lines are open 086-1800-658. I come to you with a dilemma today. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I forgot to mention this yesterday because it start, It happened to me over the weekend, right? So picture this, right? You're sitting down to a lovely romantic meal you know, it's a late Valentine's with your husband and you don't get out together very much and you're looking forward to it. But instead of gazing into each other's eyes lovingly, you are completely distracted and quite frankly, repulsed by this sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know I can't take much more of that now. I can't take much more. But that was what was going on at the weekend. Now, like, it was happening at a table across from us. Now, clearly this person had some sort of cold or some some sort of thing going on. But instead of politely leaving the table to blow their nose, this is what was going on constantly. And I mean every couple of seconds. Like every few seconds, I was just going, oh my God, this is just, no. I was tempted, right, to ask to move to a different table, but our food then arrived. So, you know, you have that kind of awkward and they're right there. The people are right there. So you can't even sort of say to the waiter, listen, can we just get another table? I couldn't think of an excuse. Nothing would come to hand. So I had to endure it. I had to endure this noise that was going on. Uh, yeah, it did put me off. It did put me off. And I was just going like, how does pe- how do you have that much? How do you have that much going on? Do you know what I mean? How? 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 Is there this much going on? Oh, in your nose. So I'm wondering, what would you have done in this scenario? If someone was, you know, being this sort of level of rude in a restaurant as you tried to eat and enjoy a Valentine's date, would you have changed tables? Would you have glared at the person to make it known that they were being horrifically rude? I'd love to hear from you. What should I have done? Solve my dilemma. 086-1800-658. Also, have you come across something like this where there's just this really rude behaviour going on in a public situation and you're like, I don't want to make a scene, but 
I might, I might make a scene if this keeps going on. That was what was going on with me anyway at the weekend. Let me know what you think of this. 86 Rudimental these days on LMFM's 11 to 1. You're getting in touch about the dilemma. What would you have done? Solutions and also a fairly horrific thing that happened to one of you in a restaurant as well. Got to get to some of those. And I've got music from Dua Lipa on the way. The 11 to 1 show. Rudeness in restaurants. That's what we're talking about on the show today after my experience at the weekend where I heard basically the sound of someone just clearing the contents of their nose constantly. That's the only way I can describe it. And I'm asking you, have you come across something like this? 086-1800-658. Holidaying abroad and was sitting across from a couple and a baby at a restaurant near a pool uh, where the uh, woman proceeded to change the baby on the table. And yes, it was a number two, says this message. Oh my God, what is going on? Was that in protest to the fact that maybe there was no changing facilities? That's what I'd like to know there. But still, that's pretty horrific. Defo would have moved and said as loudly as I could how disgusting it was. <laughs> says another message as well. I don't think I can do that. I can't. Somebody else said, yeah, I definitely would have eyeballed him. Yeah, well, there was a bit of that, let's say, going on, you know. Um, but I, I, I'm not that person that goes, I need to move because this person is doing, I can't do that. It's just, I don't like, I'm that person that doesn't make a fuss in restaurants about things, you know. It's just me. Anyway, keep them coming. 86 658 Houdini. Want to mention this on the show today because it's for a very worthy cause. Five friends from Dundalk. They are busy training for a mammoth challenge which will see them hiking to the top of the highest peak in each of Ireland's four provinces before embarking on a marathon that's all within 48 hours. I mean... Some people are incredible. Some of the challenges that they take on for charity. Sean Waters, Kieran Sheridan, Lorcan Fisher, Shane Murphy and Stephen O'Neill, all from Dundalk. They have set themselves this huge challenge to raise funds for HUG. So it's H-U-G-G and it's an Irish charity that provides support to those who have lost loved ones to suicide. They're planning to, to begin the challenge at Leinster's highest mountain. So that's in County Wicklow and it's going to happen Friday, April 26th and then on to, of course, Karen Tuchel in Kerry. And then on to Mayo and then they're going to be in Sleeve Donard as well in County Down. So there's going to be 12 hours of climbing, 12 hours of driving. Then after a good night's sleep, they will run a marathon in Dundalk on Sunday, April 28th. So they're hoping to do all of this in just 48 hours. They've started the training in the new year there and they are um, doing weekly hikes up and down the Mourne Mountains. So they're gradually building up the strength and resistance and they're doing all of this to raise funds for HUG. So they're documenting their preparations for the challenge. You can find them on Instagram, Hills for HUG. So Hills and then the number four, HUG, H-U-G-G. And they also have a fundraising page for any and all donations on idonate.ie and fair play to the lads. Want to say a big get well soon to uh, this is coming in on 086-1800-658 to Anya Mostyn I think it is it's, uh, it says here get well soon to my sister-in-law Anya Mostyn who's at home recovering from a broken ankle uh, the family and friends are all thinking of you today Anya so hope you're getting some well-deserved rest now back to the music here's Westlife 
Old school Westlife for you there. Now he shone in a memorable performance in On Colleen Kuhn, the little Irish movie that made it all the way to the Oscars. Now actor Michael Patrick is bringing a very different role, that of real life revolutionary Sean Moylan in a new one man show to the stage in the Rammer Theatre in Cavan. We're going to catch a word with him next. The 11 to 1 show. His performance as the rough, hardened da in On Colleen Kuhn is just one of the very memorable characters my first guest has performed. His ability to embody each character he portrays so completely makes him a force to be reckoned with. Now he's taken to the stage to bring us a very different, complex role as he brings real-life revolutionary figure Sean Moylan to life in a one-man show. Now attempting to convey the life of this extraordinary figure in such a short space of time is no easy feat, but Michael Patrick is the man for the job. He wrote as well as stars in this production which is coming to the Rammer Theatre in Cavan this Friday night. I'm delighted to have him on the line. Actor and writer Michael Patrick you're very welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you Sinead for having me on. Great to have you. Now I can certainly see the appeal in wanting to bring the extraordinary story of Sean Moylan to the stage but this is a huge task. Take me back. Why did you feel so passionately about telling his story specifically? Well, uh, Shamolan was from Newmarket in County Cork, and that is where I'm from. That's where I'm sitting now as I'm talking to you. Uh, and so I was, I was always aware of him, but kind of loosely aware. Mm. I, I, and it wasn't until I started reading that I that I, I became really aware of how extraordinary these people were uh, and and the sacrifices they made uh, and the courage they had to, to show. And the more I read, the more I realised that, you know, for a long, long time, these people, you know, 100 years ago, they didn't have any help to deal with the trauma of war mm. uh, and the fallout that follows on in the aftermath of war, and especially a civil war. It broke their hearts in many cases, and especially the ones with sensitivity and a conscience, like I think Sean Moylan had. Um, it was really hard for them to, to deal with later in life, specifically when they're looking back on the actions and, and decisions of their youth. Um uh, but they had no outlet. They, so yeah. all they could do was not talk about it and, and shut up about it. Speaking about it was seen as a weakness. There was no such there was no such terms as PTSD, and uh, you know it. it, it uh, they, they had no help, so it was just shut up and don't talk about it. And I think after a hundred years, that the, the the legacy of trauma is still in us, all of us. Um, and, and I think if we don't start talking about it, future generations will still have that, but won't be aware of why it's there or what it is. Yeah, you, there's there's so much that you're saying there that, that resonates absolutely because, you know, so often we think of this period in, in Irish history, particularly, say, when we would have been learning about it in school as these hugely heroic figures who, you know, th- th- there's that sort of heroism, I suppose, attached to them. But like you say, they were real people who, you know, obviously would have suffered huge, huge trauma and huge, huge effects from this. And it's something that we don't think about even now. Now, you know, as adults after, yeah. you know, like we don't reflect on things like that. And this is where the beauty of the arts come, comes in, isn't, isn't it really, Michael? Well, it is. And, and I think when, when we learn about things like this, especially historic events uh, and, and, you know, unfortunately, the people of Ukraine and, and, and Gaza mm. will go through a similar thing going forward. But when we learn in broad strokes, like we learn about a war, it's less personal and we don't get the 
the full trauma that the individuals go through. But when you boil it down to one person's experience and the torment and conflict that goes on in their own minds, then you get a clearer picture of the broader picture, ironically. You know, you can mm. see the broader picture clearer when it's boiled down to a smaller picture, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, no, it totally does. So so talk to me then about the research. I mean, you must have been up to your eyes in research for this. Did it take long for the, the, the story to come out of this? I mean, because uh, like for for somebody that loves research, one can do too much research as well, Michael, yeah. at the end of the day too, and kind of lose the essence of the story. But w- was that process tricky? Was there a lot of, of work there? Uh, yeah, it's it, um, an intense year, I would say, almost mm. a year. Um, and, and you know, the, the, the big concern for me was how do you represent those who are dead and not offend the living that, that are left behind? Yeah. Um, like I know a lot of Moylan's descendants, um, they're still in the area. They've all come to see it. And thankfully, uh, they've all really enjoyed it and, and are very supportive about it. Uh, it, that was the biggest concern. I mean, I, you know, you want to make it entertaining, which I think it is, and it's exciting, and people feel like they're in the mind of an Irish revolutionary planning ambushes and, and, and strategies. Uh, but but also it, it needs to be accurate and fair and 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 within within that, there's a, a risk that you're going to offend some people. Yeah. But that, thankfully that, that, that hasn't happened, and I've been doing the show for almost a year now, so it's... Uh, yeah, yeah the, 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 I mean, the reviews speak for themselves, Michael. Absolutely. I mean, the, the audiences are raving about this. They they really are. So, you know, in terms of then the the going back just to that point on the research, was there? I mean, did you get to go to archive footage, or was there? You know, pictures, or how did you build who you how you wanted to portray him then on on the stage? How did that process work? Well, he wrote his um, account of the War of Independence for the Bureau of Military History mm-hmm. in later later in his life, and that's the premise of the show. So it's a it's a man, a middle aged man, looking back on the on the decisions, I suppose, and actions yeah. of his youth, uh, and trying to write his memoirs and how he goes about it. So that's that's where the show starts with him and a typewriter, um, and. He, he he did write a very detailed account of the War of Independence for the Bureau of Military History, and he was supposed to do the same for the Civil War, but he never did. And I would imagine it's because it was too painful. Mm. He, he does he does dip his toe into it and, and makes commentary on it, um, makes a comment really that the leadership on both sides of the Civil War were lying yeah. to to the foot soldiers on the ground. And if they had been told the truth, that the Civil War may have been avoided, and he leaves it at that. Um, it's... Uh, it's actually heartbreaking. I, I, I'll be perfectly honest. The first time I read the only statement he makes about the Civil War, I, I actually did cry. And, yeah. and it, it's apparently he was seen outside of the Doyle on two occasions um, in floods of tears when he was trying to convince both sides not to resort to a civil war. Um, mm. he, and he was extremely eloquent and and self-educated but but uh, you know an extraordinary deep thinker and that's that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to because there are Sean Moylan's in every town in Ireland you know well, it, well it, this it, is the thing this is like okay it's very much set and situated in Irish history in a painful part of Irish history but there's an awful lot of universal themes I think that any audience will get from this Michael 
Yeah, and 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 one of the things that astonished me when I was doing the research is how how he and they used humour to yeah. to keep keep their spirits high, to keep the morale up at the time. Like there are some very funny anecdotes uh, within the show, uh, and and they're straight from Moylan's account. He he, mm. he had a he had a wicked sense of humour as well as as well as all the courage and intelligence and and and. Uh, and you know the eloquence that he showed as well, but he um, that that in in talking about something so serious and so grave to have uh, to have a sense of humour in, in those times as well, I think is, is remarkable. Yeah, and I, that was one of the things that some of the critics um, commented on the fact that you could be in floods of tears one minute and laughing the next. Absolutely. So uh, the, the one of the things though that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, is your, just your performances in general. I noticed that the characters that you portray are, you're, you're attracted to this complexity really, aren't you? Because I mean, even, you know, if I was to look at, you know, Da in, in Colleen Kuhn, I mean, you could easily write him off as being this kind of hard as nails character. And of course he is, but there's sort of flickers of him, I think, grappling with kind of despair and, and you know, not 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 wanting all of this responsibility and and there's there's so much going on. Is it that kind of you know complexity that it, that draws you into these characters, Michael? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I mean that one in particular, the in on Colin Kuhn, like Colin Beret was all over that story and mm. every nuance of it, and he had a very specific level of malevolence that he wanted to mm. show from that character. And I was of the opinion that we need to needed to see more light. But of course, Colin was right, and we had a lot of discussions. He said, "Even less, even less, even yeah. less." But you uh, can see how, it. How, you see, you can see that yeah, he wants he, he can, to. Yeah. yeah, he's grappling with it. No, absolutely. No, I, I'll say that not everybody sees it. Some people <laughs> have a very black and white view of, of what he is and who he is. But, but uh, yeah, I, I think Colin's view was that how the audience perceives him and feels about him, yeah. uh, the visceral feeling they get towards him affects how they feel about Koch and her journey of course. Uh, going forward. Yeah. 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 But it's yeah, it, like but it, it, the, the, the complexity is, is always what it is. The subtext is what's interesting in playing characters, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like to, to just to mention this, because we're, you know, it's round about this time last year, you were at the BAFTAs for on Colleen Kuhn. Then you were working on this show. You were kind of you were right in the middle of all of this, weren't you? Uh, yeah, I, I was rehearsing with Jeff Gould, who directed um, uh, and did great work with me on the script as well. But it, we uh, we were rehearsing, and then BAFTAs, and then back to rehearsals, and then off to the Oscars, and then back back to open the show. Surreal uh, so life, the, Michael. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 I and I said this at the time, and it's absolutely the truth. I was in Los Angeles having a great time uh, at the Oscars, but I I couldn't get my mind off yeah. of. Sean Moylan and rehearsals because that's the work. The other stuff is, is just frills that sometimes yeah. come along after the work is done. Yeah, and I think that's why people are attracted to, you know, your performances, Michael. You, you give everything a, a 110%. You're bringing Sean Moylan to, to Ramor Theatre in Cavan this Friday. What do you hope audiences take away from, from the play? Well, just what I've been getting from audiences. I mean, recently we had a sold-out weekend in the Irish Cultural Centre in Hammersmith in London, um, and I didn't know how that was going to go. There were a lot of English people of Irish descent who came to see it, but the the main feedback I'm getting is that people feel like they're sitting in a room with an Irish revolutionary 100 years ago uh, and getting a look inside his mind. Uh, it's exciting 
it's entertaining, it's emotive, uh, and it's it sparks and provokes discussion. And I think that's the most important thing. So yeah, the the rammer in Virginia, kind of Kevin, this this uh, this coming Friday night. I'm also doing a, a matinee at 10 a.m. for for um, second secondary school oh. students because it's on the junior and leaving cert. Fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's going to be for such a treat for them as well. Now that this has become hugely successful, um, I mean, like, look, I don't want to, you know, throw it out there to you, Michael, but I'm kind of going to do this anyway. I mean, I do kind of see that this could potentially be a film. Now, I know obviously a one man film. Well, it could work. I don't know. But you could have minimal cast. I don't know. What what do you feel about this? I I, I completely agree with you. If there's some, if there are any filmmakers out there, <laughs> I'm all in. Fantastic. Well, listen, the best of luck with it. Thank you so, so much for taking the time out to have a chat with us on the show. Big, big fan of your work and I really appreciate you taking the time out to, to, to join us today. I know, I appreciate you having me on. Thank you very much. Th- thank you so Bye. much. Michael Patrick there. One uh, it's a one man show. Sean Moylan, Irish Revolutionary in Ramor Theatre in Cavan this Friday night. You can get all the details at ramortheatre.ie. There's brass in pocket now. Under the umbrella, we found love and some diamonds. Very special singer is having a very special birthday today. That's popping up in the Northeast update, and I've got music from the Water Boys on the way. Oh. 11 to 1 show. LMFM. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 On this day in 1988, Robin Rihanna Fenty, as we know her, Rihanna, Barbadian uh, singer, songwriter, was born and uh, she's celebrating a big birthday today. And today is Love Your Pet Day. Whether it's a cat, dog or budgie that you're a fan of, today is a day to celebrate your pet, big or small. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Demand Blues, live, laugh, love. Five positive phrases that need to go. Plus, I'm going to be meeting the Navin illustrator determined to challenge the stigma uh, about mental health issues through his characters, Louis and Frankie. That's all coming up after 12. The 11 to 1 show. Live, love, laugh and other annoying positive in inverted commas phrases that need to go. More on this after Avicii. Me up on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, apparently, an Irish TV legend has signed up for this. Mm. Yeah. I can't believe it. I hope it happens, actually. It could be just, look, it could be a rumour. But the rumour mill is in overdrive about this. It is Celebrity Big Brother. It's going to be returning to our screens next month. And um, people like Aiken Sue. Yeah, okay. From Love Island, she's going to be in there. Apparently, the uncle of Kate Middleton, Princess of Wales, or is she Duchess now? I never know the titles of things. Uh, Gary Goldsmith, he's going to be in there. But an Irish TV legend has signed up for Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah, it's none other than X Factor judge, music manager, Mr. Louis Walsh. 
Apparently it's happening. I'm liking this. People are hoping he's going to spill, you know, secrets of managing Boyzone and Westlife and all that kind of stuff. Now, look, he has kind of shut it down a while ago. A while ago he shut it down. But maybe they could jolt him into it. So there you go. We don't know for a full, full, full definite, but there is reports in the Irish Sun about this. Louis Walsh for Celebrity Big Brother. I'm on board with this. I would love to see it happen. Now, let's see what else is happening in the world of celebrity. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Max. Niall Horan is getting ready to kick off his tour this week. He posted this teaser video on his socials. Guys, I've just arrived at production rehearsals. I've just seen the stage that we've worked on for so long, for the very first time. And I want to give you a bit of a sneak peek. Not a chance! <laughs> Michelle Visage is rumoured to be the new host of Drag Race Down Under. RuPaul will reportedly not return for the fourth season of the franchise. Here's Millie Bobby Brown singing Amy Winehouse. Speaking to Jimmy Fallon, they played a clip of her singing when she was five. She then recreated it. Michelle would change her hair in a way I could dress. Why'd she get my nose? Why'd she get my nose? Why'd she come on over that way? What? I mean, now obviously you're, you're much. Yeah, you're now, up. now I can like listen to her and like inter- like actually impersonate her. Could yeah. you do a little, Amy? Sure. Um, Meet you downstairs in the bar in her. Your rolled up sleeves and your skull t shirt. You said, Why did you do with him today? Sniff me out like I was Whoa! That's The Buzz. I'm Max. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Very much looking forward to seeing that when it hits cinemas. Absolutely brilliant. Imagine at the age of five. I mean, things sometimes are written in the stars, aren't they? Yeah. There's Boy Meets Girl waiting for a star to fall. It's not one star, but one, two, three, four, five little stars here in this beautiful book that I have in my hand. It is Louis and Frankie, but also they have friends, Cedric, Buster and Calvin as well. It's a gorgeous book aimed at kids and it's all to do with breaking down stigmas around mental health. I'm going to be chatting to the author and illustrator of this, Fionn Murray. He's from Navin. He's on a mission to break down the stigma and challenge the stigma, I think, really, around mental health issues and how we discuss them. So we're going to be chatting to Fionn next. The 11 to 1 show. My next guest is determined to challenge the stigma around mental health, particularly among young people. And so much so, he's launched his first storybook. It's Louie and Frankie. And this is part of a long-term initiative to create awareness for mental health issues among children. Now, the book has received many positive reviews and it's also now on the recommended reading list for schools and families around the country. He's also developing a 200-page journal, which he hopes to launch soon. And he's hoping to collaborate with the ISPCC Childline Services as well on that and I'm delighted to have him in studio he's an illustrator he's an author Fionn Murray from Navin you're very welcome how are you getting on today? Thanks very much for having me Sinead thank you Great to have you in studio now you are just 21 years old already you have this book out 
you're working for yourself. You set up Louis and Frankie Productions. I mean, <laughs> there's so much going on in a short space of time. But take me back to the start. What inspired you to create more, you know, awareness around mental health issues through these books? Absolutely. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a very busy time for me Ed, the, the last few years. Um, to me, the book, it's more than just a story. It's, it's a shared experience that brings families closer. And in Louis and Frankie, it opens up avenues for conversations about feelings and fears, hopes, dreams and everything in between. Families reading Louis and Frankie together don't just experience quality time. They get to invest in the relationships with their children. And for me, that was the main the main kind of reason why I started Louis and Frankie and the storybook. And um, when I was in schools, um, I went working with, with Future Animations and I, I started drawing characters for them and COVID kind of happened and, and it all got shut down. And I said there was no reason why I couldn't go out and do that myself and, and try to make that bit of a difference. Fantastic. And I'm familiar with Futurum's work and they create these gorgeous little uh, characters that are mainly kind of aimed at preschool children. And was it something that you felt yourself that this is, you know, I suppose, an epidemic of sorts, the mental health issue, I suppose, in this country and and particularly that we need to address it? Absolutely. I think that the, the parents and the adults, they're scared of the word mental health. So I think the children... They, are, they know more than what we give them credit for and I think they must be terrified if they see how scared we are of it. Yeah, oh I couldn't agree with you more. And what better way to communicate this with this gorgeous book. This is stunning. Thank you so much. He's gifted me this. It's Louis and Frankie but they have loads of different friends in here as well. But talk to me about Louis and Frankie because they're the two main characters of this, isn't that right? Absolutely. So so the first character that was designed was Louis. Um, he's, a, he's a little turtle. And then it's his best friend, Frankie, who's the polar bear. So I designed... I mean, unlikely friends, aren't they? Really? <laughs> Absolutely. And <laughs> and when you read through the story, it's funny because Louis is the smallest out of all the group. You've got you've got a bear, you've got a, a, a koala, a sloth. Yep. Um, but Louis is the smallest, but he is the most kind of powerful impact on, on the rest of the group. And I designed him on purpose to do that. I love that idea. And this idea, you know, of the kind of the sluggish tur- tortoise as well. Yeah, absolutely. So so this book, uh, you created all these beautiful images inside here as well. This, is, this yeah. is all yeah. you. So this love of art and, and drawing, this must have come from, from an early age. It came from a very early age and, and I've got no degrees in, in art or writing or no degrees in psychology. So really it's just I create everything just kind of from personal experience and, and wanting to make that little bit of a change and, and relate to people. Okay, and already this book is now on the recommended reading list for schools. Like that is huge. Absolutely, it's it's a very very um, exciting time for me, and I'm very very proud of that as well. That I can try and help families um, with true psychologists and and having it on that recommended reading list. It's 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 incredible. So teachers are going to read this in schools. Families can pick it up. So tell us what happens in the first story then of Louis and Frankie. So in the first storybook, we find Louis and Frankie at the start. They're ready to go on an adventure, but they realise it's been a minute since they had a mental check in. First with themselves and then with their friends. So the story is basically about them finding out their issues and, and finding out what's wrong. Uh, and then as as we go into new storybooks and we develop more the the characters more, we we fix them. Okay, so and it, and it can hone in on each kind of character specifically because yeah, it, it strikes me that this is definitely something that's going to be a series. They're going to have a franchise. That you've got you've got a lot of uh, plans for this going forward, don't you? Absolutely, I've got I've got a lot of plans, especially now with the journal coming up as well. It's ready for any age. Um, there's nice drawings for the younger kids. Mm-hmm. 
there's nice messages for the older kids and then there's nice quotes as well for, for adults as well. So it's really for any age. Yeah, because it kind of, it goes right down. Like, I mean, I can imagine reading this to, I have a seven, almost eight year old at home, so I can absolutely imagine reading this to him, but I can imagine reading it to a younger and a slightly older child as well. Was that something that was really important to kind of keep it as universal as possible? Absolutely, because to me, you're not just buying a book, you're laying the foundation for lifelong skills. And um, I think emotional intelligence, resilience and the ability to navigate life's ups and downs are woven into the fabric of the story. Uh, the storybook is designed to be cherished for years to come. Yeah, no, it definitely is. It's one of those things that you could absolutely grab uh, out of the shelf uh, time and time again. But talk to me about going into the schools because you went to Bolia Gibb and you went to a school there with uh, some primary school students. What did they make of Louie and Frankie? They they had a lot of fun. We'd we done some workshops and they designed their own characters based on their personal heroes and uh, they love to see the, the characters coming in and they're very colourful and, and kids, they're just, they're very fun to be around. Oh yeah, and you got, you created a whole kind of presentation around kind of what you wanted to to, to impart to them when, once you were there. So, it, it, I mean, I think that's what makes it, you know, you, t- you sp- spoke about adults being afraid of, of discussing mental health, which I'd absolutely agree with you. But I think, you know, these huge issues, when you bring them right down to these gorgeous characters, that's what's going to make it easy, I suppose, for, for kids to digest and take Absolutely. in. So the, the goal is for Louis and Frankie and the characters to become mental health ambassadors for all primary schools. So for me, it was really just about creating these characters that are fun and, and a little bit silly as well to take the scariness away from mental health. Yeah. So the you, are you planning to go to other schools? Are you hoping to kind of present? And, and so maybe if there's people listening that are in schools now that might want to reach out to yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm in three schools next week. I'm, I'm with Robinstown for World Book Day. I'm in Boromine National School. I'm in Carlinstown. Sorry, let me just back up a minute. It's going yes. to be World Book Day. OK, panic stations, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Peak parents around the northeast. I've just realised myself now. Yeah. World Book Day. But here, March. we've got some inspiration. We could go as Louie and Frankie. How amazing would that <laughs> Absolutely, that'd be brilliant. Uh, brilliant. <laughs> so that's happening. Uh, all that's all coming up. As well as that, you did reach out to uh, a sports club as well in Gibbstown, isn't it? Absolutely. So, yeah. so I think the one thing that is in every community across Ireland is primary schools and GAA clubs. So we've done work with uh, CLG Wolf Tone, uh, my local football club, and we design new jerseys uh, for the underage to, to promote a healthier, more inclusive club with the characters. Amazing. And yeah. it's great to see the club getting on board and, and supporting something like this. Absolutely. And I, I have to say, I think that the uh, sporting community just in general uh, seem to be very much about, you know, embracing this and, and, and creating more awareness and conversations around it. So talk to me about the journal as well, because you've got this uh, 200 page journal that's also in the in the works as well. Yeah, so. I love to keep very busy. My yeah. my partner and uh, my partner Liv, she was giving out to me. She said everything that I was talking about the last few months was the launch and the storybook, and now I've moved straight onto the journal. So <laughs> she thought she'd have a little bit of a break, but uh, I know I like to keep busy. And and the journal, the two hundred page journal, is is something I'm very very excited about. I think there's massive benefits of journaling for children, mm-hmm. for young adults, and for adults. Um, so there's some lovely quotes through it. And now I've got the chance to partner up with ISPCC Childline and we're meeting with them on Thursday and we're going to send all 50% of profits to them from the journal as well. Amazing, yeah, amazing. So, so giving back is something that's really important to you as well. Absolutely. It's at the, it's at the heart of, of Louis and Frankie is, is kindness and, and heart.
And so talk to me then, because we were talking just before the, the break there, before we came back, that you have this gorgeous website that is up and running now for people to check out. So is this like the start of, I mean, could they have their own cartoon? I mean, I see big, big ideas for these guys. There's massive ideas um, for Lou and Frankie. So so Liv, she worked on the website and we went live last night with that. So there's there's great stuff on louisfrankie.com. Um, who knows? We could be reaching out to Francis, Francis from Futurum soon, and and we could have a this is Futurum written all over it. Francis, <laughs> if you're listening, it is absolutely got uh, Futurum written, written all over it, and I can see obviously the the time working there has has had a huge impact on your own, you know, uh, I suppose creative flair and and signature look with regards to this. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Mm. The, the characters are very similar to the work that that Francis and the team would do over at Futurum, um, and that's where I learned a lot of the, the work that I do. So. So it's, it's very fun and, and I'm excited to see where it goes in the future, especially when it comes to television and, and online. Absolutely. Well, I, I see big, big things for this. What do you hope that kids take away from this then, Fionn? I hope that kids take the message that if they dream big dreams, anything is possible. Um, somewhere inside all of us is the power to change the world. And I think that's the main message of Louis and Frankie. It's about just sitting with yourself, relaxing and uh, knowing that everything is going to be OK in the end. Fantastic. Well, I'm wishing you all the very best of luck with this. It's an absolutely gorgeous book. Thank you so much for giving me my own copy of this. For people who want to, to get the book, is it through the website? Is that the best place? Absolutely. They can go to louisfrankie.com. They can email me, fionn at louisfrankie.com or they can check us out on Instagram or fionn underscore murray 01. Fantastic. We can get them on, on social media as well. Well, Fionn, I'm wishing you the best of luck with this. I've no doubt that there's going to be many more books and maybe even an animation series. And uh, Louis and Frankie would be amazing ambassadors for, for schools around the country. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks very much for having me on, Sinead. Thanks Thank a you. million. Oh, the 11 to 1 show. People asking again the name of that website. It's louisandfrankie.com. That's where you'll find all of the information about those wonderful books written and illustrated by Fionn Murray. Now back to the music. Here's the Cranberries. Cranberries with dreams. Yeah. Happiness is a choice. Live, love, laugh. Oh, to be honest now, when I hear the live, love, laugh, I just want to cringe. So imagine you're having a bad day and you're sharing your woes with your friend and you just want to make, want them to make you feel better. And then they just go, happiness is a choice. Sorry, what? These are the uplifting quotes in inverted commas that uh, people are not happy about. No, there's been another study into this. Yeah. So a study has found that happiness is a choice is up there as the most hated positive, in inverted commas, phrase. With 16% was despising it more than any other saying. But I have to say, live, love, laugh. I, I despise that more. That's actually coming in at number three. I know you're probably thinking, I have this on a mug. I have this on a picture frame on my wall. It kind of, it just makes me cringe, this. Live, love, laugh. Ugh. No, I can't be coping. Happiness is choice. Yeah, it, well, it's not a choice. Like, it's just annoying, actually. That's what that is. You know, and could you imagine if you're going through sort of emotional turmoil for some reason and someone just goes, happiness is a choice. Like, that's just going to add to the annoyance and whatever else you're feeling. So it's quite dismissive as well, isn't it? If you're, you're pouring out your ha- heart to someone and someone goes, happiness is a choice. Sorry, what? Uh, it is what it is. Comes in at number two. Like, look at. I probably have used it is what it is. 
but not in a positive way. Like, I'm more like, oh, look, it is what it is. She can't change it. You know, if like something happens that I've maybe done even, or if I'm kind of, you know, feeling annoyed about something, I'll go, oh, look, it is what it is. I will use that. But I, I, it's not necessarily something I like. Uh, you live, laugh, love. Yeah, that's we've got that. You got this. Oh, no. Good vibes only. Oh, no. Look at the bright side. Oh, no. Dream big. Now, dream big. Do you know what? Dream big, I kind of like. You know, because I think, you know, people should aim high in life. But if you're, if someone's just, you know, being denied, I don't know, some, maybe it's a new job or, you know, they've been let go and you kind of say, Oh, dream big. You know, there's, you know, contexts. You can say this to kids. Like if they're, you know, say saying to you that they want to go off and do this, that, the other with their lives. You're like, yeah, yeah, go for it. You dream big. You do that. You know, I think that's good. Uh, but happiness is a choice. I can definitely see why that's up there. No. And live, love, laugh. I'm sorry, everybody that has that hanging in their bathroom in a picture frame. It just makes me want to absolutely cringe. I hate it. <laughs> LMFM Job Search with thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport, and entertainment on LMFM.ie. Now, let me, the Education Training Board, they invite applications from suitably qualified persons for the following. It's an apprenticeship instructor in metal fabrication, regional skills and training centre in Dundalk, County Louth. More details and applications can be found careers.lmetb.ie or you can check out the local job section on lmfm.ie. The closing date is the 27th of February. LMFM Job Search. Young. Miley Cyrus used to be young. Oh, Angela's been on in 086 658. Now, in fairness, it is the most vibrant, colourful looking sign. And now she is thinking of getting rid of this sign because of what I've said. <laughs> Live, love, laugh. Uh, now, look, I don't know. She's saying maybe it's time to get rid of it. It might be a bit old fashioned. Angela, do you know what it is, right? If you like that sign, don't be listening to this Egypt here. You know what I mean? In fairness, she sent me a picture and it is really vibrant and colourful and nice. But it's the phrase live, love, laugh. I don't know. I don't know. But look, Angela, maybe it is time. You've got a nice little area there where you could hang something quite nice. If you're thinking it is old fashioned, <laughs> I've started to, you know, give advice now on interior design. Um, but, you know, if you think it is, but also don't listen to me, Angela. You, you know, give me a quote. Quick, someone give me a quote. <laughs> dream, dream big, Angela. Dream big. You know what I mean? Live, love, laugh. If you like it, don't be listening to me, you know? Anyway, look, hopefully that we can smooth things over. Here's Paul Brady for you with Crazy Dreams. and LMFM's 11 to 1 stay with me I've got music from Cindy Lauper on the way the 11 to 1 show with Gilmore little update on the live love laugh situation so I was talking about this phrase you know you kind of see it anywhere and everywhere from you know t-shirts to you know things hanging in your hallway like Angela and I was saying this just you know I don't like it you know and apparently I'm not the only one uh, it is up there as the most hated positive phrase according to this study so Angela was in a dilemma she says uh, maybe it's time to get rid of it she sent me an image the live love laugh is gone from her hall 
that quickly. <laughs> She's replaced it with a stunning painting of like this kind of medieval looking castle. Looks absolutely gorgeous and it's got like loads of like lovely flowers and everything else around it. I'm wondering... Have you painted this, Angela? If you have, it's absolutely amazing. She says she's in the mi- middle of changing around the frames, but the live, love, laugh is gone. And I was also looking for another quote to replace the live, love, laugh. Somebody saying, I'm here and I'm now and this is where I'm at. Okay, that, that could be another one. Instead of live, love, laugh, I'm here, I'm now, this is where I'm this is where I'm at. Uh, somebody else saying, uh, what about uh, live fart laugh? Well, that's better, isn't it? Yeah, Bernice, thanks so much for that. That's going to, you know, I think be a, a different vibe to the live love laugh vibe that we had. Thank you so much for that. Um, I'm glad to see that I have such an impression on people that they have changed around their frames. Oh, Angela, it is better. I am going to say the castle is looking fantastic there. Thank you so much for sending in that picture. Back to the music. What about this for a quote? Time after time. Time after time, I want to send a very special and big happy birthday to Noni Goggins in Kells, who is, wait for it, 111 years old today and a massive fan of the show that's coming in from Anthony and Karen Ross. That is an incredible age. I had to check. I had to go back to him and say, 111? Is this what we're saying? Absolutely amazing. Noni, I am privileged to have you listening into the show. Thank you so much for that. Another one of the quotes to um, leave you with. Dream big is a great affirmation. Sometimes people just need to remind themselves and encourage themselves to stay positive and be kind to ourselves every day and anyone around that uh, us that might need an ear. Yes, I like that. I like that little reminder. John also says... His quote, life is like a cup of tea. It depends on how you make it. And would you believe it? I have that in my kitchen. And it is a great quote. Thank you so much for all of those. Tomorrow on the show, the ambassador will see you now. Oh yeah, that old chestnut. Ireland Reads uh, is back and I am a reading ambassador. All the details on tomorrow's show. That is my lot on the show for today. Thank you so much for your company. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon and I'll chat to you tomorrow. Listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on lmfm.ie or the LMFM app. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.